0: Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. And you're listening to the Grok Science Show. That's right. It's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and their effects around our daily lives. Coming up on today's program, RJ Austin will join us to discuss the medical mistakes. So stay tuned for all of this, plus the Grokatron 5000, and our world-famous question of the week, coming right up here on the Grok's Science Show. back to the Grox Science Show. Well, from a doctor amputating the wrong leg to a woman giving the wrong baby, hospital treatment does not always go to plan. Leaving surgical instruments inside patients, how about operating on the wrong body? Well, it sounds like a classic nightmare, but what can we do about it? Well, joining us today to talk about this issue is a medical field expert, R.J. Austin. Mr. Austin is the uh, top-selling author of The RN and The RN2, in my defense. And he joins us today to talk about this particular scenario and And Mr. Austin, I want to thank you very much for joining us today on the Grok Science Show. Well,
1: thank you for having me.
0: uh, Certainly a pleasure, certainly uh, I think something that may be on the minds of some people when they go to the hospital, but just how common are these uh, medical mistakes?
1: Uh, You know, surprisingly enough, it seems like it's increasing from year to year. Uh, I was just reading an article uh, a while ago, it was like 200 to 400,000 a year. It's not an exact number because it's not an exact thing, it's just an estimate. It's surprising that there are so many, especially uh, from all the uh, protocols and everything that we follow in hospitals to try to prevent mistakes.
0: Given the fact that it's uh, increasing, is there uh, more attention being paid to uh, mitigating these mistakes or kind of business as usual?
1: You know, we have such a large number of patients from the ERs to the floors. I mean, we, it's pretty overwhelming. And trying to sort through everything is the doctors write so many orders, and we've got so many things, and we as nurses, we try to prevent them. You know, if the doctor orders something that doesn't seem right, we'll step in and ask the doctor this is uh, actually what he wants. If it's like potassium for a patient, the potassium levels normal. We're like the middlemen, and we do kind of step in and say, hey, why are we doing this? So there's a lot of things we do. A lot of things to try to prevent the errors. Now we have a lot of the barcoded systems. I know I've been doing this for about 15 years now. And in the beginning, everything was on paper, written. So we had to to uh, basically interpret the doctor's orders, and sometimes they're very they were very hard to read. But now everything's done to computers, and all the medications are barcoded to the patient. So it's a really good system now that we're using. I like the technology coming up.
0: So do you think that can solve it, or do you think sort of institutional forces, maybe the hierarchy of hospitals that uh, cause these mistakes to continue to happen?
1: No, the technology is definitely helping, but the problem is it's me working in the, in the hospitals, you still try to do it fast, try to do it fast, So, but if we follow protocol, this is going to help us 100%, so enjoy the technology we got now.
0: What happens when there's a medical or a medication error in the hospital? You know, we've
1: got sentinel events, which is like a death or uh, amputation, uh, and the hospital goes. We get fined, now we've got organizations like JCO and ACTA that come in and they regulate, they look through everything to see where that error occurred when it could have been stopped and everything. So we've got plenty of supervision.
0: Are there certain scenarios that are more likely to cause medical mistakes to happen? And uh, if how can a person as a patient try and be on the lookout for those kind of things?
1: When I talk to my patients, I always tell them that they're the best own advocate. And it's definitely really important to question the medication that you're giving. Ask what it's for. Ask, you know, why are you receiving it? Why am I receiving it? What are the side effects? I have so many patients that come in and I get their medication list. And I'll be like, oh, you're on the blood pressure medication. I'll, and I'll name the medication. I'm like, you're on Norvast. And I'll, I'll say, what is this for? And the patient won't even know. They're just like, I don't know. The doctor prescribed it. So I'm like, this you're taking medication, you, and you don't even know what it's for. So, I tell the patients and the family members, you know, they're, they're all in best advocates. So, be proactive and ask questions, especially if, you know, you're there for a cold and they're putting an X on your leg. You know, it's probably not going to be a good turnout. You're there for a stuffy nose and they're marking your foot.
0: Uh, it'd have to be one pretty bad cold, I'd guess. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes. So, oh, yeah, definitely.
0: So I, do you think patients then feel uh, empowered sometimes to ask these questions? Oftentimes they can be somewhat intimidated by doctors in the hospital.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of medical jargon that a lot of people don't understand. So, you know, we have, uh, I give them piece of paper and a pad, and I say, here you go. Be sure, I said, write any questions that you have down, because when the doctors come in, you know, yeah, it, it's overwhelming. The doctors are, you know, it's busy, so they're trying to get in and out. So they're spitting everything out at once, but if you have this, paper that you've written your questions on, you can stop them and say, okay, gang, just go down the list, doctor, I need this answer, this answer, this answer. And don't be uh, intimidated. Doctors are humans, too. Nurses are humans. We don't have superpowers like everybody Everybody thinks we do.
0: What's sort of been one of the most uh, memorable experiences you've had as a nurse?
1: Uh, It happened to me. At one point, I I was given an injection and I gave it earlier. Uh, in the day. And then the doctor came by and wrote another dose of this medication. So I gave it. So essentially I made a medication error because I gave two times a dose. You know, at that time I was a new nurse, so I assumed that he wanted an extra dose. So when that happened, I had to call the family. I had to call the doctor. I had to call everybody and their mother. I had to write an incident report, and I was written up for it. I mean, even though the doctor should have seen, you know, well, he's this person's already on this medication, and he's ordering it again. I thought he knew uh, what he was doing, or I thought that he was more uh, knowing about what medications the patient was on.
0: Again, it's probably a lot of that, even even among uh, nurses and doctors, uh, just improving communication channels.
1: Yes, yes. I wish there was better communication. There's, You know, it all depends on the doctors. You have some doctors that are very proactive with the nurses, and then we have other doctors that uh, I won't even talk to. You know, I have to read their progress, you know, what the plan of care is. And, but then there's other doctors that sit down with you. They look for you, and they want to, you know, go over everything, and they keep you in touch, and then you have a better uh, rapport with the patient. You can actually talk to them and let them know exactly what's going on.
0: You yourself have written uh, two books, The RN and The the RN-2, in my defense. So why did you decide to write these uh, books?
1: Uh, My first book came out of Nightmare. It was an actual nightmare that I had. And because I'm a nurse, I was able to incorporate a lot of nursing things into it. So, it, you know, people that have read it are like, this could happen. This could really happen. Um, it's actually of a nurse in the hospital that is a nurse and a doctor, their best friend. And uh, they're trying to kill a patient in the hospital that has seen them do something wrong. And that was my nightmare. It didn't really happen. I swear to God. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there was, the, the main character, Jacob, from the book actually taught, has uh, causes the med- medication error. You know, the doctor tells him, well, launch a load of saline bag with insulin and hang it on this patient. And, you know, that'll take care of the problem. So he goes into the med room. He, you know, he loads a bag of uh, saline with insulin. But then another nurse comes in and, uh, and distracts him. So he puts the bag down. And then another nurse comes in and picks his bag up So and takes it away and puts it on some a, a whole different patient.
0: It's the the setup big conundrum I think. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm just curious that we are really slightly out of time. What what advice do you think uh, again you can give people? They're seeing the doctor. Make make sure that, uh, like you said, be proactive. Anything else you can provide to patients again for for thinking about uh, these issues?
1: Uh, yeah, that, that's basically it. Really just be proactive uh, about everything. you got to know uh, everything. And if you have questions, uh, don't be afraid to ask the nurse or the doctor to, to, you know, explain it a little bit in more layman's terms.
0: Certainly good advice. And talking to medical field expert R.J. Austin, uh, he is uh, author of The RN and The RN2 in My Defense. And uh, Mr. Austin, I want to thank you very much for joining us today on the Grok Science Show. All right. Thank you.